BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme, season two, episode three is what you're listening to right now. And um, as now usual, we're starting with a little solo. So I have a few topics here and then I actually have your input that I asked for. And I'm going to go over some of the topics that you wanted me to talk about. Also, this is like also your input. So it's it's all about what you guys wanted to hear. Um, so the first topic is being confident in the bedroom. This one, for some reason, I feel like I've got, I've been really lucky in that I've always got, I hope my parents aren't listening, been kind of confident in the bedroom just in terms of like, I know what feels good for me. Um, so for example, I have no problem being on top the first time I have sex with someone. Um, but I think honestly, confidence in the bedroom really just comes from confidence in yourself. I think if you have confidence in one area, like it's kind of, you know, it's going to be in every area. So I think, you know, like just realize that no matter what, you look really good um, to the other person because like it's sex and that's really, that's just like a hot, attractive thing, you know? Um, Like if you're thinking like, oh, you know, I hope I don't have fat rolls or I hope I don't have a double chin from this angle or just like anything like that, I can assure you the person you're having sex with is not thinking that. Um, unless you're having sex with like an intense Virgo who's just overanalyzing the whole thing. But um, for the most part, no one's thinking that. Everyone's just thinking like, this feels so good. Um, And I would really try to focus on like what does feel good. And that's what you should be thinking about. Um, Making your partner feel good, making yourself feel good um, and just having a good time. Obviously it being consensual and And that's really where the confidence comes, like that idea of just wanting to have a good time together and um, try not to get too in your head. I actually, I used to obviously, because I was a big weed smoker, I used to smoke weed before sex and it actually makes you way more in your head. So um, just, you know, just get into it. And many people have said before, like sober sex is actually the best sex and feels the best. So it's perfect. I mean, you can have sober sex. You're not in your head about it. Definitely my recommendation. Um, Something I wanted to talk about actually that you guys didn't suggest I talk about, but I've been talking about with my friends recently is this theory about guys. We have this theory that guys are either... Okay, so there's three types of guys. There's the hot guy who is not like the most charismatic, like not like the star of the room, you know, Um, but they are great and loyal. Um, And then there's the charismatic guy who's also hot. um, And he like is the center of the room, but he's not loyal. Like he kind of cheats or I hope I'm explaining this well. Basically, like you either get the guy who is not the most outgoing, not the, you know, the awesome, like one that everyone's looking at and drawn to, but they're super loyal to you. And like, that's like the kind of, I guess, ideal guy in a lot of ways. And this is, this is a conversation I was having with friends. So maybe not to everyone, but to us. And then there's 
the charismatic Hawkeye who everyone thinks is into them, you know? Like, you know, when just everyone talks to this, like, everyone's talking to this guy or girl and everyone kind of thinks that they, like, they, they just give off that vibe. Kind of like probably Bill Clinton at one point or like Obama or just like people who are super charismatic who like make you feel like you're the only one in the room that exists. Um, but they're not super loyal. Obama is probably definitely loyal. Love him. But you get the gist. Like if, you know, they're the kind of person that's super charismatic, usually not loyal. Or in order to get the both the best of both worlds, so like the charismatic guy who is hot, and whatever, like you can't get that. So you get like the ugly charismatic guy who like doesn't cheat because no one wants to hook up with them. So there's like these three different types of guys. Um, And I don't know if that resonated with you at all, but if it did DM me, because I'm really curious if, if you understood what I meant there. Um, another thing, we just had our show in Boston. It was amazing. We talked about um, platonic friendships with people of your desired sex. And one girl asked me um, if two people of who are like into, you know, either opposite sex or like of, of your desired sex can be friends. And I said, there are three rules to the friendship. And I actually, I think I've said this before in a podcast, but the first rule is that you've already slept together and like got that out of the way and there wasn't anything. So you can be friends. The second rule is they are, the reason you're friends is because you dated like their best friend. So it's like kind of an off limit situation. Um, and then the third is if one of you is just not attracted to the other one. So in those cases, friendship can definitely work. I feel like a lot of the time in cases that are not one, two, or three that I just mentioned. Um, one person probably slash definitely has feelings. Um, another thing we talked about recently on our polls on Instagram is if they only text you at the end of the day or only text you during the day, but not at night or not at all during the day and only at night. Um, I think it is a bit of a red flag. And I think that's because when I experienced that, it was looking back a red flag. Um, I think if they're not texting you at night, maybe it's because they're going home to someone else or going out on dates with other people. And if they're not texting you during the day, but only at night, um, then they're not like thinking about you during the day. They just like want you there at night for, you know, whatever that may be. And now I'm opening it to questions from you guys. Someone said, what was the toughest conversation you ever had with anyone? This is interesting. I actually don't think I've had like the toughest conversation yet, but I know that it will happen in my life. And I actually know that there's a few conversations in the future that I will have to have with people, um, but they haven't happened yet. So knock on wood. Someone said, when to give your number on a dating app. The sooner the better, I think, if you're planning on going out, you know, for drinks or for coffee, whatever it is, and they make that plan, get the numbers, get out of the dating app. It's just, you know, you got to do it. The faster you do it, the better. And someone said how to be hopeful when you've never had a relationship. I think there are so many people out there who've never had a relationship. It's really, really normal. Um, so just realize that you haven't met your person. Your person's out there and that's okay. Have any of my boyfriend's families not liked me? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I mean, not to my knowledge, but I'm sure. I dated someone whose family was like super waspy and um, like really hard to please. And... I didn't like the food that his mom made one night. Like I tried to eat it, but it was very obvious. So she definitely didn't like me, but I didn't give a fuck because that guy sucked. Anyway, um, if you're not jiving with your partner's family, it's probably for a reason. Um, I remember this specific partner. 
when I met their family and was at their family home, like they didn't even play music ever. Like if they were cooking, if they had a barbecue, there was never any music on, which to me like is a red flag for sure. I'm, I come from a family that loves music, loves to have fun and like have light energy. And I just didn't feel like this person's family did at all. So definitely if their parents don't like you or their family doesn't like you, maybe you shouldn't necessarily, you know, maybe it's just not a good match or maybe their family sucks. Um, It really depends. Another person asked how I abstain from drinking. They said it's so hard. Um, Drinking was never really my thing. My thing was weed. So abstaining from it was not that hard for me. But I mean, if you take anything out of your life, you're going to think about it more or crave it more. So I'm not going to lie. Like when I go out and see like a gorgeous like margarita, I'm like, oh, that looks really good. But then I just realized that, first of all, so many incredible people that I look up to don't drink. Um, one of them is JLo, by the way, and she looks fucking amazing. And then second of all, um, I don't know. I just think about, oh, like it would be a brutal hangover. Like I won't be able to go to my workout class in the morning. It just, there's no real benefit from drinking. I am lucky enough to be a person who's outgoing. So I don't need that like liquid courage. Um, So for me, I just like, it is kind of easy, but if it's not easy for you, I mean, there's tons of places you could go to talk to people, programs, um, and like, you can try it with a friend, you know, who it's also not necessarily easy for and hold each other accountable because that's the best ways to, to have someone else that you can lean on, you know? Someone asked the difference between a full-on fuckboy and a guy who just doesn't want anything serious. I don't think there is a difference. I feel like a fuckboy is something who doesn't want anything serious. Um, so, yeah. Someone, oh, a lot of people actually responded to this board games being a red flag thing. I don't think it's a red flag at all. Um, I love board games. I love Trivial Pursuit. But I think that um, if someone's like, hardcore obsessed with one thing. Like if someone's obsessed with Settlers of Catan and like they play it every night instead of like having a life, then that could probably be a red flag. And the last one I'm going to answer is ways to tell a guy likes you versus using you. Or I I guess I'm just going to make it general, like ways to tell anyone likes you versus using you. I think, I mean, honestly, I think it's pretty obvious. Um, If they don't communicate with you, uh, like other than making plans, they might be using you. If like sex happens every single time you hang out like multiple times and like the only time they compliment you is during sex when they're like, oh my God, you're so hot or like this feels so good and like you're amazing, but like not when you're like at dinner, you know, Um, then they could be in it for the sex. Um, I mean, I don't know, using you for sex or using you for something else. If we're talking about sex, you can just kind of tell based on their behavior during sex and then when you're not having sex. Um, So I think that's kind of how you can tell. So another thing we talked about on our Boston show, and I'm actually about to release it to our Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash we met at Acme to check it out. But um are green flags. So green flags are like red flags, obviously are things that are bad, but green flags are things that are good. Someone asked how a good relationship starts. So I feel like this is my cue to say some green flags, Um, you know, green flags. And we'll do a, we'll do an open question about this soon, but green flags are when they say something and then do that thing. Like their actions match their words when you can be your complete self with them, um, like the same person that you are with your friends and loved ones. Um, I think, you know, when meeting each other's friends and family comes up organically and just like, you know, feeling 
feeling good and safe, not feeling this like butterfly because you don't know when the next time you'll see them or hear from them is, but instead just feeling like this consistent admiration and respect and, and care from this person. Because, you know, as, as we know, um, if they're interested, they'll get in touch with you. They won't play games. So if you have to question it at all whatsoever, or even screenshot a text once, they're not interested in you. Um, if it's a gray area, it's usually a, a no. So I hope that was helpful. We've got an amazing episode with Alexis from NYC Date Night. So stay tuned and um, get ready to hear about Alexis's trials and tribulations of dating in the city. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with my friend, NYC Date Night, Alexis. Hi. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> It's going, you know? I feel like we've been trying to record this forever, and I'm so glad that I finally got you on my couch. I know. I've been waiting patiently for you to ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt like I needed you to come to me, you know? Like, totally. hard to get. So totally. Finally, you did. Well, I was looking at your story the other day, and I saw how many people come to you with, like, date-related questions, and I was mm -hmm. like, I need your answers on right. this podcast. Yeah. So, it's perfect. So, Alexis, how old are you, and where are you from? I am 30 years old and I am from New York City. So many of you don't know this, but Alexis and I actually went to the same high school mm -hmm. and she was in my sister's grade. And Alexis has a sister named Danielle. Shout out to Danielle. Shout who, out. It's her birthday today. It is. Yeah. Oh my God. Happy birthday to Danielle. <laughs> and um, she is a grade below me, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. like similar sister yes, vibes. Very similar. And it's just the two of you or do you no, have a brother? No, have a brother. Right. That's what I thought. The younger. He's, so he's the youngest. He's living in Copenhagen right now. Oh, wow. That's and very yeah. cool. And my sister recently got engaged um, and she lives like five blocks from me. Awesome. I have a dog, Chewy, that I feature on NYC Date Night all uh -huh. the time. So yeah, we're very close. Love that. So how did NYC Date Night become a thing? I know... So my sister used to be a teacher and I know that you were teaching as well. Yeah. At what point did NYC date night come to be? Um, so I graduated college and I worked like the nine to five job. Mm -hmm. Wasn't for me. Thought I was like in jail. Yeah. Um, same. So I was like, what should I do? I was in a really serious relationship at the time. And I kind of was like, oh, kids are really cute. I get my summers off, like good hours. I'll become a teacher. So mm -hmm. I became a teacher. One day I like woke up in my later 20s. Um, I was single and I was in a job that just like didn't fulfill me. Like I liked it, but it wasn't like filling that hole that mm -hmm. I wasn't passionate. I'm not passionate about education. So I was kind of, I went into like freak out mode. Like, oh mm -hmm. my God, I'm getting older. I'm not passionate about my job. And I don't have like a husband or, you know, on the way. Um, so I saw Instagram as like a way to get out of that. Right. Um, I wasn't going to like full on switch careers. Mm -hmm. So Instagram was like a good way to dip my toe into the water and see yeah. how it went. Um, and I kind of like that was my passion was like food and drinking. Everybody would be like, what's your passion? Mm -hmm. And I like wouldn't tell them because it's like embarrassing. But, um, I, it's not embarrassing. Well, I mean, it's just not like it's not like reading. Right, or like, right. So I made an Instagram that I was looking for at the time. Mm -hmm. Like I was looking for someone to help me because I was dating all the time um, to help me on like where to go and what to do. And I was like, wait, I could be that person. Right. So that's how it kind of came to be. I love that. And what like when so you were in the serious relationship, you became single. And so I'm assuming at the time of starting the account, you were going on lots of dates. Yes. How did you find the spots that you were going to like initially? And I guess because you're a woman and traditionally it's like the man chooses the spot. Yeah. So did you like find good spots because you were taken to them or? Um, so the first thing that I did when I had the idea was like, I went around where I was living at the time, the Upper East Side, and I was just like taking pictures of all of my favorite places. Mm -hmm. um, but then when I actually went on dates, I would want new ideas of places that I didn't know or I wouldn't think of. So I didn't tell anyone like I had this account and I was very happy for the guy to like suggest a place. 
And then I would go and I would then have them take a picture of me after like the second date or the second drink mm-hmm. kind of. So I Your like, date, I, take I, a yes, picture yes, yes. Uh-huh. I still like when the guy to this day, I still like when the guy decides where to go. Mm-hmm. It's probably the most annoying thing to me for a guy to be like, oh, well, you're NYC date night. Right. You should know. Because I'm like, I really don't know that much. I mean, I do know a lot of places, but if you've yeah. lived in the city for like 10 years, you should know a lot of places too. And there's right. definitely tons of places that you know that I don't still. Right. And just be the man. Totally. So you are traditional when it comes to like dating at the end of the day. Very traditional. Mm-hmm. Like the guy has to... I want him to pick the spot. I want him to ideally like pick me up at my apartment, get the Uber mm-hmm. um, and pay for the meal and ask me out the next time and so on. So when the check comes, mm-hmm. do you offer? Um, so it depends. My favorite scenario is <laughs> is when I think the best thing is like when a guy like kind of gets the um, waitress or whatever and just hands her the card without even waiting for the bill. I'm yeah, like, that's, that's a baller move. Mm-hmm. It's like we didn't get that much usually to order where you have to like be scoping out the bill for like right. an hour mm-hmm. and when they are, it's kind of they're waiting for you to offer. Yeah. So I think that's like the most attractive mood. Um, but if they don't do if that. If they don't, I kind of reach for my wallet. I'll say like, do you want to split? You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and if they say yes, it's kind of fine because then I know I'll just never see them again. Yeah. So maybe it's like if I don't offer, um, I won't know if they would have said yes. Right. So, yeah, I, I usually do. It's like a song and dance. Exactly. So what is your now current relationship status? I'm single. Um, I'm dating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm dating like I'm dating this one guy we have like we've been dating for like over a month. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm cautious to even save someone's number in my phone until it's like yeah totally four months in. yeah and would you ever date someone younger or are you primarily dating above your age or I I almost always date someone younger really yeah it's really weird I've always been very mature in some aspects and very kind of like I don't want to say immature but like inexperienced immature in other aspects I guess like I grew up kind of being self-conscious and shy and going to an all-girls school didn't help. So I didn't really have my first boyfriend until after college. Um, And yeah, I kind of still feel like I'm into like the younger guy, not so much younger, but like the guy I'm dating Mm -hmm. now is 28. So -hmm. it's not like a totally different generation, but I just feel like guys kind of get old really quickly. Like the few guys that I've gone on dates with and they're like mid thirties, they kind of They'll have like a glass of wine and they'll be kind of like serious and Mm. um, it's very quick for them to jump into like the Netflix and chill nights like where they just want to like stay home and cook and I'm kind of I feel like I'm still kind of young and I like to go out to eat obviously and I like to have fun and yeah I just I just had bad experiences with some older guys. Right that's such a good point like guys do get old quickly, but they, they don't want to get old for a while. And like they delay it and they delay it and right. they delay it. And then all of a sudden it's like, it's yeah, like overnight. zero to a hundred. They're like complaining about their back. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I don't it's need to crazy. listen to this. Like, like my boyfriend is 28 also. I and that's a good age. It's a great age yeah. because it's the age where like they're finally kind of like, okay, I'm starting to get tired of uh-huh. the scene, but like I still have something inside of me. Exactly. You know? It's like they're still like energetic and fun, but they're not like, oh, all negative, been there, done that. Now I just want to yeah. like lay on my couch and I want a girl to cook for me. Totally. No, it's so funny because when I first started dating my boyfriend, he was 27 and it's like two completely different people. Like a guy who's 27 and a guy who's 28, it's a huge difference because- yeah. I remember he would go to like those like ns, ns, like rave <laughs> oh, places I can't. until like 4 a.m. Like literally just last year. Mm. And and now I'm like, babe, will you please like drop by this mm. birthday with me? And he's like, I'm tired. But yeah. It's crazy. So they I, do like they get old fast. Yeah. I can't date a guy. Like it's fine dating a guy who like used to go to the ns, ns things, but yeah. that's like a big deal breaker. Oh my God. Me too. Um, me too. If I like go on a first date with a guy and he's like, oh yeah, I went to Coachella and I'm going to go to whatever next yeah, year. And I'm like, bye. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, Burning, Burning Man. Man actually, no, no. That's well, a, that's the biggest deal breaker well, for Burning me. Burning Man is like fine. I don't. If you're going like with like your friends and. I disagree. I mean, my part, like my part, I don't know if like my 
my boyfriend would go to Burning Man yeah. like, from now on. But I know at one point he wanted to go to Burning yeah. Man and so did I. But I know what you're saying. Like, yeah. I'm just very different though. You're, yeah. I think you're like a little bit more like laid back, chill. Like You'd be surprised. Really? I mean, I guess like all Jewish people are a little bit. I'm a Virgo rising. You're a Virgo, right? Oh, I, yeah. I forgot to I am a Virgo. I, know, but, I don't know yeah. anything about that stuff. Though. Do you know your rising and moon? Mm-mm. Okay, we'll get into that okay. at some point. Okay. But... Anyway, so, yeah, so Burning Man's a deal breaker for you. Yeah. I, I get that. I yeah. get that. It's just me personally. Like, I will never go camping. Mm-hmm. I never want to sleep in a tent. So I yeah. just feel like the type of guy that I'm going to end up with will also never want to do that. Yeah. But it's funny because it's less about, like, camping and sleeping in a tent with those things and more mm-hmm. about, like, I just want to go somewhere and do drugs. Right. That, too. I don't want, like, a guy that wants to do that. Right. I, not that I'm against drugs, but, like against whatever that that type of scenario yeah I have a friend who was dating this guy for like a year and he's like 34 and he would take like crazy drugs and like still want to party and Mm. like thought it was normal because he's in a group of friends that like do the same thing but it's like no deal breaker Mm -hmm. I'm using your language (laughs) full-on deal breaker Mm -hmm. So what is the question that people ask you the most, like as having a NYC date night account? Um, I mean, I get a ton. I get, you know, how do you eat so much and go out so much and still like remain fit? Yeah. Um, obviously. So answer it. <laughs> um, well, I've said a few times, like I have gained like at least 10 pounds since starting this account. Mm-hmm. I was like very skinny when I started just because I was going through like a kind of shitty time in my life. For um sure. But I've always had a fast metabolism. I've yeah. always been like the person that could eat whatever they want. And my friends hated me because um, yeah. because of that. So and I, you know, I work out and it's balanced, yada, yada. But it really comes down to like a fast metabolism. Mm-hmm. It's, so, it's so funny that you say like you were really skinny when you started the account because you were in a bad place. Because like I think back and, and I was thinking recently because I've like gained a, a few pounds okay. recently. No, no, I have. And I was thinking, like, any time I was, like, at my, like, thinnest, I was miserable. Oh, totally. Miserable. And so, like, I see these girls and I'm like, wow, she looks so thin right now. Mm, and I'm like. Like, sad for her. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's. But, I mean, initially my thought is, like, fuck her. Like, I'm so oh, jealous. Totally. You know. Yeah. But then I'm like, she must be going through some yeah. shit. No, you, you know? look perfect right now. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's really <laughs> you nice. You look really pretty. That's really nice. <laughs> You're the sweetest. Um, okay. So going back to dating. Mm-hmm. So you're like at the spot. How do you, you said you do it on a second date or was it the second glass of wine? But how do you get your date um, to take a picture of you? Oh no. And I need to hear like horror stories of this gone wrong. Like how do you um, bring it up? I honestly, it hasn't gone wrong ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't mean that like no guy has, there have definitely been times where I haven't heard from a guy again. Is right. that because I asked them to take but, a picture or but not? But they know who you are ahead of the date. Not everybody. Oh. Or some some people lie and pretend that they, which I totally get. Like mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you have an Instagram account? Um, and I kind of know like, oh, you knew before. Um, but I basically just like, I don't, go in there initially and I'm not like, hi, nice to meet you. Take my picture. Right. Um, it's kind of like an organic, like when you're on a date, you know, it's kind of like an interview and you're talking and it's like, what do you do? What do you do? Um, I'm always a little hesitant to like say I'm an influencer because I feel like it just like has a negative connotation mm-hmm. to it with some guys. Um, so sometimes I'm just like, I have my own company and I put it that way. Um, well, it and, is your own company. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. But I just, uh, it just like used to be something I was a little self-conscious about, whereas now I'm like more proud of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I like wait for us to have like a couple drinks to like get comfortable together. And then I'm just like, oh, you know, I do it as kind of like you're so you're going to be so honored. You're able to take this picture. Yeah. You know, it's like a little joke. And they're like, oh, I feel so honored. And uh-huh. and now that I know like I've been doing this and I know like the perfect angle and exactly what I want. Right. It's like a one and done shot. Right. So it's really not a big deal. And I make sure not to be on my phone for like the rest of the night. So have you ever like had because obviously you're posting these pictures on your Instagram Mm -hmm. afterwards. But like, what if you went on a really nice date and like the guy, let's say, had a really great time. And then the next day he saw like another picture of you basically like on a date that someone else took. Like, have you been in that situation before? 
Um, not that they've told me. I'm sure that it could be intimidating for guys, mm-hmm. but they're not going to be like, I don't think any guy wants to be psycho and be like, I saw there was another picture and you were probably on a date. I make sure to tell them like anyone could be taking these pictures. Like right. when I go out to dinner with my mom, when I go out to dinner with my friends, like it's about the spot more than it is about like me dating. So yes, like if I'm on a date, I'll definitely have them take the picture. But if I, I'm out to lunch with my mom, I'll also have her take a picture if I want, if it's a place I want to review. Mm-hmm. So I try to make it so that if they do follow me, they're not going to like feel very insecure right. um, going forward. Do they ever comment if you post the picture they took and be, and say something like, I took this or like, I don't know. Um, I mean, in the beginning a little bit, I feel like guys just aren't like that. No, now that I'm a little bigger, mm-hmm. um, I feel like they're just more conscious. Mm-hmm. Um as to what they're gonna say and do mm-hmm. I feel like they want to be careful especially if they like me they don't know like my boundaries right so um yeah I've, I haven't had the craziest thing that's happened so I went out with this guy recently and we had like a good time it was like dinner or drinks to dinner um but then the next day I decided to like because I'm I was in a relationship for like the past year so if it's been I've been single for a couple months and I was like oh, I feel like I should bring my followers through this. But the next day, I kind of told my followers, it's like, okay, so I went on a date last night and it was really good, but I just didn't wake up thinking about him. Um, yeah, and I Uh-oh. didn't know if he followed me or not. Yeah. I feel like I am i don't realize that I'm a little bit too big in the New York City area to be doing something like that. Right. Anyway, like three days later, I get a text from him being like, hey, I had a really great time with you. But there, it was just like not the connection that I'm looking for. And I feel like it's because he saw that Instagram story mm. of me. So I don't know. There's There's been some times where like my uh, Instagram has like conflicted with my dating life. Right. But usually not. Mm-hmm. Would you ever want to date an influencer as well? Like do you look for a specific type of career for a guy or Mm -hmm. I personally would not want to date another influencer I want to date someone who has like is very passionate about their career you know wants to be very successful but definitely not an influencer I like when they don't really know about what I'm doing and they find it very like cool and interesting Mm -hmm. I feel like if I dated another influencer he would just like be kind of trying to teach me about things all the time and it would be just like it would be annoying So a topic that has come up a lot on the podcast recently we're like debating and going back and forth about is going on a trip with someone when you're not official yet. Mm -hmm. Is that something you have personal experience with? And do you have like an opinion on whether or not you should? Um, I don't. I think that you're supposed to do or I do. I think you're supposed to do like whatever feels right. Mm -hmm. So um, I've had friends that have gone on trips with guys that they're not official with. I know one of my friends who met their boyfriend on Bumble, their third date, they like had a weekend trip together and they're still dating and living together. So it's just kind of like, I always say like, trust your instincts. And at the end of the day, like if you go on a trip with someone and it doesn't work out, it's kind of better to know sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I feel like I'm not into like these rules because I feel like it could get very confusing Yeah. Um, and everyone's different. And if you're right for each other, maybe both of you are those types of people who are like spontaneous and like to do that stuff. And it just like makes the relationship fly. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I went on like three or four trips with guys before being official. And I will say it saved me so much time because mm-hmm. I found out that like I would never it would never have worked out with that person. Right. Exactly. You know? And if you're like more of a like for me, maybe I'm a little bit like uptight and nervous. So maybe for me, I need to feel more comfortable with someone because mm-hmm. I could ruin it going away with them because I've just like, you know, I would get nervous. I'm like, I'm not comfortable with you. Maybe I'll say the wrong things. Right. So it really just depends on like who you are and if you're more of like a free spirit, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, whatever. And I'm just not. So I like I like to wait. um, But that's me. So you said you're uptight. We talked recently about like questions for a second date. And one of them that I came up with was like if you ask your exes or like if your exes were to say like what 
the one quality that like you need to work on in relationships? Like what would it be? Would it be you being uptight? Would it be something No. Else? I don't know if like guys see me as uptight. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I like put that impression off. I think what my exes would say about me is that I'm overly critical. Mm, that's um, that Virgo energy. Is it? Yeah, I'm like I'm the vi- same way. Okay. Like I'm incredibly critical and I can't help but say what I feel. Yeah. Um, and it's just something, it is something that my one thing that I'm really trying to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, I always felt like I could kind of dish it, dish it, dish it, and I should never like take it back. Like a guy should never say anything back to me. And guys need to be complimented as all people do. Like right. people want to feel good. And I love when a guy compliments me and it's just, I know, I didn't realize for some reason that they need it back. Yeah. I, it's a really interesting topic because I'm not a complimenter when it comes to guys, but I would, I love receiving exactly. compliments, <laughs> but I think that's more of like before you're official, like before official, I don't think that I need to compliment a guy. Right. You know what I mean? Because like, I don't know. That's how I used to be. I'm not like now, I think because I'm so the opposite that like the way that I compliment is just like a normal like human interaction. Like yeah, yeah. I'm just like, you know, but I do know like I, the guy that I'm kind of seeing, um, I said to him like on our second date, like he, we went back to his place, not like sexually, but just he lives like a block away from me. So I went up, whatever. And he put on his glasses and I said, oh my God, you look so cute in those glasses. And it was just like a real thing that I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like on our last date, like our sixth date, he was like, remember when you told me I looked cute in my glass? You know, like it really like sticks yeah, to them. So it's kind of really nice cute. to like, so now I'm like, oh, like they really, you know, appreciate that and it makes them feel good. So mm. I really want to try to not like overdo it, but yeah, you know, once in a while, it. like make it a point to like make totally. them feel good. Yeah, I think once in a while is good. But I think if you're like complimenting a guy all the time, like I, guys are already yeah. naturally confident, you uh, know, uh, more. Yes and no. Yes and no. But like, I don't know, at least the guys that I was going for, like didn't need me to tell them that they were hot. Yeah. Like there's no way that I'll ever be the girl that like overly compliments anyone. Like yeah, I'm just, either, that's ever. just not in my nature. Like I have girlfriends that are always posting stories of their boyfriends being like, he's the cutest boy. Absolutely like, not. so hot. Absolutely like, not. I'm yeah. the luckiest girl. And oh my I'll God, I'd rather never, die. I'd ever rather, do that. Yeah, I'd rather die. Ever. And be like, this is the cute, like, you know what? Maybe he's cute to me, but like, is he the cutest guy to everyone on Instagram? Like probably not. So yeah. I'll just keep that between me and him or just my own brain. Totally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so looking back on your past relationships, are there any like themes or like, did you go for kind of like the same guy? Um, so what were they like? When I was younger, I always wanted that like Jewish, tall, successful, like finance guy. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a little more open now. I find that a lot of these, the finance guys are a little bit uptight. Um, and I am very much. I can say embarrassing things and I need a guy that is going to kind of understand my personality and not judge me. Mm-hmm. With that being said, not every finance guy is like that. Yeah, um, of course. My last boyfriend was completely different. He wasn't Jewish. He was in sales, like uh, not from New York. He was like the black sheep of mm-hmm. my relationships. And it was really exciting at first, but then mm-hmm. it was just like, it didn't work at all. So now I'm kind of back to where I started in the sense of I kind of am looking for a Jewish guy. I feel like I'm not religious at all, but um, we grew up similarly and we have kind of like a similar like, you know, family Mm -hmm. life and our moms. It could be like, you know, I don't know. We're just like very close with our families. My ex-boyfriend wasn't close with his family. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I guess that's my pattern Mm -hmm. (laughs) if it's a pattern. Yeah. And so you're on dating apps. I am. So when I'm dating a guy that I really like, I'll still have the apps on, but I won't really go on them. I'm like super sti- like I just feel like it's bad luck, mm-hmm. which is stupid because you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket. But like I can't. You help think it's it. bad luck to go on the app? Yeah, still, like to start see- talking to people when I'm like on my fifth date with someone, even if we haven't established the relationship yet. It makes me nervous. Like I don't want to. I so badly don't want to ruin it with that person. Mm-hmm. And I'm like what if they're friends of a friend or what if they like see me out? I don't know, which is not, I like always, it's like, do as I say, not as I do. Cause I would always tell my friends, like, do not put all your eggs in one basket, like keep dating until they 
ask you to be their girlfriend or mm-hmm. always keep your eyes open even until until you have the ring on your finger type yeah. of thing. But um, yeah, but I do have like the apps on my phone. And mm-hmm. if I don't hear from the guy all day, I'll like maybe swipe a little bit. Be like, huh. Yeah. That's what not? you get. Yeah, exactly. You mentioned going to a guy's place after a second date. What are your feelings about like when it's time to go to each other's places, like sex on a first date? Um, so I think that it varies relationship to relationship. I'll say definitely not on a first date. Mm-hmm. But if you have two really long dates together, usually for me, it's like if we kind of know at least one person in common. Um, and if it just organically happens, whereas like we live a block away from each other and he's like, I kind of I like to see where the guy lives. I like Mm -hmm. to see like his apartment situation. Right. So I'm very much like, I'm not gonna, if I don't want to have sex with you, I'm not going to be like convinced to have sex with you. I'm Mm -hmm. just really going to your apartment to see your apartment kind of maybe to like prolong the night a little bit on the second day. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'll be there. Maybe I'll stay there for an hour. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't think that's a big deal as long as you're confident that he's not like a murderer. Um, I feel like it's, it's fine. It, for me, it wastes it like, makes things go faster in the sense of like if he has a nice apartment or not nice but like he's clean and Mm -hmm. has something that I would I'm like oh I could see myself sleeping here as opposed to like going up to like a gross dirty apartment and I'm like bye yeah I mean that's a good way to look at it I'm like it's weird because I'm so not traditional and I'm so like forward in like a lot of other ways but I feel like when it comes to dating I like don't do the apartment thing until like much later. But I think it's fine if you're like just going up with the intention of like checking out their place and and not like even letting it get to like a bedroom situation. Totally. I'm not, I'm not going into the bed. Like we're just, and I let him know that before I'm like, Oh, okay. Like this is in a, I'm not like taking a cab to his place. This has happened a couple of times after like a long first and a long second date where I kind of know of a friend of a friend and like, we're, you know, passing by his apartment. I'm like, okay, I'll go up and check it out. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't think you should like go out of your way to like go see their place on a second yeah, date. No, definitely not. What are some deal breakers for you when it comes to dating? Like other than Burning Man? <laughs> um, what are deal breakers? Like I said, when they let me pay. Yeah. That's like a total deal breaker. Just because you think that it means that like they're not into you enough to take you out. No, not about they're not into me. It's about like a guy should... I'm like old school. Like yeah. I feel like if a guy asks you out, he should. Oh no, be I'm totally in agreement with yeah, that. Yeah, he should be polite and he should pay for the meal. If like he I, asks you out, he's asking to take you out. I, that's how what I think of it. So mm-hmm. I just think it's like not classy. Mm-hmm. It's nothing about like the money. I can make even if I make like millions of more dollars than him. Like right. he should be paying for that drink, right? Or whatever Unless it is. you asked him out, of course. Then right. then it's like. I the thing is I I wouldn't ask a guy totally. out so yeah. at least not in like the first few dates mm-hmm. so um that scenario has never come up but yeah I guess so mm-hmm. I mean I think regardless the guy should pay for me otherwise I'm just like not attracted to him for sure for yeah sure. um another one is um if they're if they don't seem like happy with their career mm-hmm. maybe like I'm really or just like motivated. I'm really attracted to guys that are like excited about what they're doing. And um, I get like the vibe that they're like excited every day to wake up and go to, you know, do whatever they're doing Mm -hmm. for their job. Um, And then I guess like religion in the sense of like, if he's like, yeah, we're going to church every Sunday. um, I'm then going to be like, no, I'm not into that. Um, I really don't like guys that kind of like brag about, how much money they have. Mm. Um, I like a humble guy. A humble guy that I know is still like successful. Right. That's the most attractive thing to me. Right. Like when a guy has, I mean, listen, I'm not like a gold digger. I don't need a guy that has a ton of money, but it's very attractive when a guy is successful, but he's super humble about yeah, it. Yeah, totally. And just a humble confidence that's like what I'm into. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, there's a ton of deal. I have so many deal breakers. Yeah. I think that's why I'm single. <laughs> No, it's good to be picky. Yeah, I guess. It's good to know what you want. Yeah, I definitely do. But I do agree, like, to have a checklist. You Like, my therapist, I remember she made me go through and say, like, 
what is a need versus a want on this mm-hmm. checklist. And if there are too many like wants, you should, you know, like, well, want is not as important as an absolute need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like I need a guy that wants to get married and wants to have kids. Right. A want is like, a want is like, does he want to live in New York? Because right. I would maybe be open to yeah. moving some, or like eventually they say like, once you're married, the woman decides. At least my mom says that. <laughs> so maybe she's just trying to get me like be less picky. But it, um, yeah. but yeah, that's kind of more of a want for me. Or like maybe height. Like I'd prefer a taller guy. But, yeah, you know, if sure. he's like not as tall, that's a want. Yeah. How tall are you? I'm 5'6". So yeah, it's nice if they're Yeah, if they're I feel tall. like, and I have this syndrome where I feel like I'm taller than I am. So it's like, even if I'm dating a guy, me too. even if I'm dating a guy like a couple inches taller than me, I'm still like, think that I'm taller than him. Uh-huh. So it's kind of a, yeah. I have that too. What is that about? I don't know. Maybe it's because like, like having like skinny legs or like growing up, like being a little taller than people. I don't right. know. Yeah. Like feeling long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like awkward. I don't yeah. know. No, totally. Um, do guys ever slide into your DMs? Yeah, like all the time, like really? all day, every day. Oh my God, tell me. And have um, you ever gone out with someone from the DM? I did in the beginning when mm-hmm. I first started in. I was single, and I was also kind of looking for like people to go out with because I needed a lot of content. Yeah. Um, but also I don't know. Yeah, I didn't have like now. I have like too many. DMs mm-hmm. where it's like I don't even look at them anymore kind of mm-hmm. um but yeah in the beginning I actually started dating this guy that um slid into my DMs he was like this cute Australian guy and we still like he still likes my pictures and stuff mm-hmm. but now it is mostly like creepy guys right um and there's tons of guys that slide into my DMs that have like private profiles and I'm like, I'm not going to ask all of you to make your profile public so I can right. like check you out. So right. I've kind of like lost hope or and not that I ever had hope, but I kind of just decided to ignore them. Um, sometimes I post like on my stories, like funny DMs that guys send me. Um, but yeah, all the time. Have you ever been accused of like dating for the free meal? Some guys joke about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never, it's not like, I'm fine paying. I'd rather pay for my own meal than like get all dressed up and meet like a stranger just for them to pay for my meal. Right. But sometimes if I'm already out with someone and we're drinking and like at that point, it's like that those are my plans for the night. I already got dressed and like whatever. Then I'm kind of like, okay, let's let's get some food out of this. Right. So it's not like I specifically went out with the intention of like using them for a free meal. But right. sometimes it's kind of like I'm hungry and we're together and I kind of rub my stomach and I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, that smells good. And right. I hope that they, you know, they're like, oh, let's bring over the waitress. We can right, order food. Right. How honest are you when you're talking about these different places about like if it's actually a good spot or not, if the food is actually really good or if it's just like a pretty picture? Um, I'm very honest about it. And I think that that's like what differentiates my account in general. Like I mm-hmm. think everything I do on my account is honest um, and I want my followers to trust me. There have been times where I have gone for like a comp meal somewhere and they were so nice to me and so accommodating and I did feel bad like giving them a bad review. But in that case, and this has only happened like twice, I would just post a picture and I would kind of in my caption just say like, this is a beautiful restaurant, meet at the bar for a drink before going, you know, like, Mm. so I'm still kind of giving them a little bit of, you know, um, like a shout out, but I'm not saying like, it's the best food come here for like the pasta when it's not good. Would you ever take a date for a comped meal? Not until like the sixth date. Mm -hmm. They definitely, they have to earn that for sure. But um, yeah, I, I like them to, I want to test it out. I want to make sure that they really like me, that they're in it for the long run. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, after that and after they've spent, you know, a lot of time and money invested in me, I'm excited to bring them out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nice. It's I'm happy I have a way to do that without actually spending my own money. Yeah. So this guy you've been seeing a month, are you talking every day? Yes, but it's not like, it kind of bothers me. I don't know if he's trying to play it cool or not we basically don't talk until like the end of the day. And I'm still mm. at that point where I wait for him to text me first a lot, which right. I don't know if like I should stop. But um, 
yeah, I kind of, I would rather, you know, talk throughout the day, not right. every hour on the hour, but I like a little after a month, I think there should be like maybe a little like good morning type scenario. Yeah. Good night. Um, it shouldn't just be like waiting until 7 p.m. Yeah, agreed. So, but every, there's like a lot of situations, like it's the summer. So I've been away every weekend or he's mm-hmm. been away every weekend. Like he's, you know, training for something, whatever it is, it's been like a little bit of a slower process, but mm-hmm. we are talking every day, which is important. I feel like once you're dating, once you go on your like fourth date or third date with someone, if you're not talking to them every day, it's like there shouldn't be a whole day that goes by where they're not thinking about you. Right. So I think that that's kind of like then you should reassess. Yeah. Yeah. So we usually end our episodes with like a piece of advice that you can give to our listeners, either when it comes to dating or just like life in general. Treat every date as if it's you're going to meet a new friend. Mm, So a lot of people say like, do you get nervous for dates or something? And it's kind of like, yeah, maybe like as I'm walking into the bar, I feel like a little bit of nerves, but. I think that if you treat every date as if you're just meeting someone new and like it's a new like connection, maybe you can like learn something from them. Like at the very least, you'll like get a drink and like learn about a new spot. It kind of takes the nerves out of it. And it's true. Like I've been on so many dates where it didn't work out, but then I'll like reference back to that date like a month later. I'll be like, oh, this guy told me about like this cool place in Portugal or like whatever it is. It's like, wait, I did learn something from that date. So I feel like just, it takes the pressure off. There shouldn't be any pressure on a first date. If it's right, it's right. If it's not, it's not. Yeah. I love that. And real quick, cause I just thought of it. How many drinks on a first date? Mm, That really depends, but I'd stick to four or less. Four? (laughs) You're not a drinker. Oh my God, I'd be black (laughs) Yeah, it's totally different. telling my life story. No, four is a lot. I think three, for me, three is the perfect amount because like, I feel like that means we're both into each other as long as we're both drinkers. But how do you remember the date? I kind of don't remember all of it, but like it is, it does get tricky in that sense, but I don't know. I kind of need something to loosen up. Like I just do and it's it gets more fun and I feel like more comfortable and mm-hmm. I can like be myself more and I feel like right. sometimes he does too um and when you keep ordering more drinks to me it's like oh you like me and it you know makes or vice versa right. sometimes when a guy doesn't order another drink I'm like oh is this because he wants to leave right you know so yes four is a lot three is the perfect number for me mm-hmm but Love definitely it. not more than four. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not. Unless you want to go to the ER. <laughs> for you. Um, for me. <laughs> so Alexis, where can everyone find you, follow you, and um, read yeah. what you have to say? Um, follow me on my Instagram, NYC Date Night, NYC Date, N-I-T-E. Um, I also have a website, nycdatenight.com. And yeah, follow me there. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.